Welcome back to the Public Announcement Podcast and today we have an important topic to discuss and that is of the 2016 of the year and namely the elections and the aftermath of the entire elections. Now let's let's rewind back to 2016 and the elections in United States, Donald Trump versus Hillary are coming to an end. We have two opposing sides, everybody's arguing everybody, we've seen We've seen pretty much everything, you know, the the news banning a frog and generally people being very either on one side or on the second side. There is no real middle ground or people who can just say, oh, I'm not really interested because this really has become one of the biggest elections in U.S. history. And at the end of the day, Trump wins and Trump is in office and, you know, one side is happy, the other is having protests till today. After it was revealed the way that uh, campaigns or informations are being handled or our private data is being handled in the names of um, better propaganda for some of these campaigns, we have started to lose the sense of what actually privacy means and what privacy should mean and what is privacy supposed to represent. You know, you've got things like Project Veritas or Cambridge Analytica. You know, these things are entirely anti-privacy, but they've made kind of large implications on on the entire elections. So my question with this podcast is, how has propaganda changed and how does that affect our privacy and what can we expect in the future? Before we actually uh, begin, I would like to introduce the main know-how of this episode. It's only after the elections, the aftermath, that shit's got real, and not only in America. I mean, the political climate today is insufferable. You've got two sides. You've got the extreme liberals or the very conservative conservatives, pretty much. And there is no middle ground. There is less and less people who can just say, like, Guys, how about we agree on a discussion? Everybody in these days at least thinks he is the correct one. He has the right opinion. I have to be true to my beliefs and to the party I say I support. And the elections just showed it. I mean, already aiming for the elections, it was pretty heated. And it was everybody against everybody. And most problems, at least in my opinion, that we face today social problems can be traced to 2016 and even if those problems didn't quite begin in 2016 uh, they were amplified we, we've got a better understanding of what these problems are and some people are trying to solve them of course but most of the people just know that there is a problem and try to say that oh i have the solution listen to me guys quickly we have to kill the other side in order to get our opinion out loud and therefore there will be only one truth. Of course, that is not the ideal state of things or how they should be, but that is what most of these people, if you ask them, will say. And, and this is the political climate, at least in America, and it's becoming also a part of European politics at this point. You cannot have a normal conversation with and leftist and with a conservative without them screaming their opinion at you immediately. Now, who? what is Project Veritas and Cambridge Analytica? Now, if you haven't heard this terms, a quick crash course, Project Veritas, they released four videos and they were aimed at targeting the frauds of Hillary's campaign. They said that the leftist media or leftist corporations, those mean mainly the ones in Silicon Valley, we're trying to somehow diffuse the notion that Trump is supposed to become the president. And they even released some videos saying that these 
corporations plan to solve the Trump situation in 2020 or 19. And then there are some accusations concerning Google and that they developed new algorithms. And I don't think there is. this is not true. I mean, if you look at the state of YouTube or the sorry state of YouTube, you can see these algorithms at work. You know, content creators just getting blacklisted for literally nothing or literally something that would be... That would be bearable or people would just, you know, put their hand in the air and be like, yeah, whatever, maybe three years ago or or what, or four or five years ago, maybe that would have been acceptable. Now it's unacceptable because of something. And again, you might say, well, this is not because of the 2016 elections. I mean, Trump won. He was not he was not in any way influenced by no media. We as people chose him. That is not quite true. Cambridge Analytica was the exact Google of Trump, right? Google tried to defuse Trump and Cambridge Analytica. They were helping Trump's campaign and helping him to presidency. And we can see that they are quite successful. Cambridge Analytica, they used exact and precise calculations. They used actual people that are called data scientists, right? That's a job now, a data scientist. And these people, what they did, they analyze data and they assign you into a certain groups and then they figure out how to target those groups, right? Let's imagine you're a conservative, you're a dog lover and you have a family of two, right? Now, what they would do is they would know these things about you and they would know exactly which ads they need to give you so you would vote Trump. And this is how they managed to change opinions of millions and millions of people. However, it comes at a cost, right? Because you have to get the data somewhere. And this is why I'm saying that privacy and freedom are in danger and are under attack. And it is a question of the future, whether we will be able to enjoy such luxuries as, as private privacy as free, and freedom, whether we will be able to enjoy being alone in a room and nobody knowing about it, buying something without anybody tracking us right? Um, having the freedom to tell your opinion without anybody silencing you. These are questions for the future. Just as there are questions about global warming and what we eat, there are questions concerning this. Where are we heading with all this? Some would say, and I am for the opinion, that we have reached the peak of propaganda, right? Imagine this. We are essentially saying goodbye to the good old Bolshevik uh, papers and, and pamphlets and posters of like mother russia we will survive together it's it, it's not that type of propaganda it's not that unsubtle straightforward propaganda where you have posters smiling leaders cars events organized for the people it's more subtle and more psychological than ever before and i think this is the main issue people have with this because propaganda is not bad and you might disagree with me but think about it this way there is a book called by Edward Bernay called Propaganda and of course he was a propagandist himself and he he says that propaganda makes our life simpler and it does. I mean imagine that you would go to a store without any propaganda without any advertisements and you were to buy some food, right? Now you you would have to probably take the food home, test it, do this and that with it and maybe you wouldn't like it. You would have to look at the food, at the actual ingredients, compare the price with the ingredients, with the amount. It's a lot of unnecessary process. A 15-minute shop, a 15-minute shopping for two days would take you 12, 12 hours because you would have to analyze each and every product. 
propaganda comes into our life and says something along the lines like, look guys, there are a few ideas that I know you will like and we will persuade you to like them, but they're not bad ideas. We are serving the consumer. At the end of the day, if someone advertises your shampoo, you don't have to directly buy that shampoo, but that advertisement tell you like, look at us, we are better than the other shampoos. Why don't you treat yourself and buy the better product? And I think that's quite a logical, logical thing to do. If we were to ban propaganda, do we ban advertisements too, like those ones on TV? There are a sort of propaganda too. Even the pamphlets, like the good old pamphlets, that's also propaganda. The things that you get in the mail, like the promotional discount materials, again, propaganda. You, you can't imagine life without propaganda. It has been just given a negative name, right? If you want to express advertisements in a positive light, you'd, you call them advertisements simply. But if you want to give them a negative name, you say propaganda. And... Again, as I mentioned, the new propaganda is very subtle. And I think this is what makes people very, very uncomfortable around it because you don't even know it's affecting you. The main essence of propaganda or the best way to persuade a person to do something is to make him think he did the decision on his own without your help, right? Let's say you want to persuade someone again to buy your shampoo. Do you constantly, every single week, tell him, buy our shampoo, buy our shampoo, buy our shampoo? No, you don't, because that won't have any effect on the person. The person will actually, on the contrary, buy a second shampoo, because he will be like, fuck you guys, I won't do what you tell me. Personal freedom, don't tread on me, right? But if you put advertisements saying, like, this shampoo has... Um, what is better for your hair than our competitor's shampoo, right? You will be like, oh, okay, you know, they're stating a fact and therefore I have the right to treat myself and to choose this shampoo. The effect that you want is the same. The person is sort of persuaded into buying the shampoo you wanted him to. We have exchanged, and Bernay says this in his book Propaganda, a good old council of wise men who decide about our everyday life for a chance of propaganda to live because propaganda needs to live in a market of competition and without a market of competition there is no freedom in choosing if you have two companies making two products you can only buy one of them right or you can buy both there is not much choosing as if if you have 20 companies each racing to give a bit of better product to the consumer and even though the public has sort of like caught up with the entire trend, Facebook is facing or faced um, some privacy uh, lawsuits. Cambridge Analytica was closed down and I think the owner was imprisoned, if I remember correctly. So that doesn't exist. Project Veritas, I mean, they still exist and still expose things. So I guess good for them. But even if we manage to slay a few of these dragons, how much of them are still left? Most of the time, we are fighting an unknown enemy. We don't know who to really fight. Who is the main man behind propaganda? Who does the propaganda? Do we fight the politician or do we fight the, um, the what? The company? The company doing the advertisements? The people inside the company? The employees? That doesn't make any sense. They're doing a job, just like you. They have a job too. I mean, this, these are the things we have to think about when concerning modern-day propaganda. It's very subtle. And we have to ask ourselves, where is the line for propaganda? And what should be and should not be allowed? If we directly see that this is propaganda, I mean, okay, but 
that kind of misses the point, right? Propaganda is supposed to be subtle because it's supposed to persuade you that you are making a conscious decision, not some poster. And, 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 and this is why I think the modern era challenges these boundaries because the propaganda has become so subtle, you don't even know it's there until you realize by somebody telling you like, look, Cambridge Analytica got us fooled during the elections. And you were like, damn, I saw those ads. Man, I was fooled too. So, I mean, this is the type of thing we have to discuss. If the modern tools we have available, the data scientists, the entire, the entire study of data, if those things should be used or we should return to good old posters and events and waving politicians and smiles, and there is one more thing to discuss. How do you orient yourself in this? Let's say you want there is an election in your country and you want to make a good decision. You want to elect the right official for the office, one that will be capable. You don't want to be affected by this man's advertisements, even though that's quite impossible, but whatever, for the sake of point. What do you do? And how do you gain back your privacy? How do you how do you manage to take that back from you when everybody is taking it and you barely know about it? One thing you have to realize with privacy is that there is no such concept anymore. It's very sad, but there is not. Everything that you do is basically public. If not public, public, it's at least public to some employees or somebody making a statistic about you. So last night, if you bought something or if you bought some food or new clothes, those people know. And you just got to get used to living with that feeling. I know, and I don't really mind, to be honest. As long as it is used for the correct purposes, and that is of advertising, I'm perfectly okay. And this is the thing I talked about. We don't know who to exactly fight or blame. And even if we do, they most of the time provide such a service that is kind of unimaginable for us to go without it. Imagine shutting down Google because they took our private data. Cool. Now we don't have Google. So what? We're going to go to Mo Mozilla Firefox. They're going to do the exact same thing. It's the it's like Soma in Brave New World, that pill you took and you had happiness. And now the most sad thing about this is that you can't even trust the news anymore or most of them because those are biased articles. Even the biggest biggest news organization have fallen victim to these people just the workforce is affected by their opinions and somehow they cannot put facts and their personal bias away and even if you think you're reading information you're reading information selected by somebody and that somebody has his personal bias and most of the time they don't put it away but there of course is one effective way how to how to get out of this mess how to know how to recognize propaganda and how to recognize false ideas that propaganda gave it to you. Can you guess it? Yeah, it's communication. What well, isn't that hard, is it? I mean, going out and talking to people, mainly of people with different opinions, can prove productive. Those people have different opinions for a reason. They sure have reasons like you. And, e and if you talk to them and you, can man and you manage to persuade them or at least think in your way somehow, you've done it. You know and you've got facts on your side, but if you stutter, if you don't know what to say, and if you resort to arguments like, oh, you must be wrong, then you know that your position isn't very strong. And you either change your position or really look into the details. Consider the facts yourself. Be your own news source. 
this is the only way we can effectively fight uh, false propaganda because there is a lot of it on the internet today and this is the only way we can fight our judgments now i don't want to get political or anything i i leave your political beliefs on you but think about who you are voting for and i do not mean this personally to any candidate Think about whether that person is really worth your vote or is it, is it because some at some news you read that this guy is good and now he has to be good. I want people who go voting not to end up in a cycle jerk of friends who just pat each other on the back and are like, oh man, we are so good, we are so correct. No, Search for people that have different opinions than you and talk to them and, and try to socialize with them and find out why is it that they have that opinion. Don't let the environment and the entire atmosphere break you. You have and you must have the responsibility to know yourself. And one of the responsibilities you have is to know your political convictions. And based on that, you can decide. And based on the moralities and the rules you believe, you can decide whom to vote for. Because at the end of the day, it isn't a question of who is going to be elected next elections. I mean, it is quite important, but not that much. Is it, it, is a question, is, it is a question that when shit hits the fan and you are tucked into a corner and you don't know what to do, you don't know yourself, you're fucked. But if you know your morales, your principles, and when is it that you actually cross the line, that's when you know how to act. So this isn't about privacy, freedom, or political parties. This is about you. This is about you recognizing what are false beliefs, what is false propaganda, and most importantly, how to get out of those things and, and how to become a version of yourself that is more aware of what is happening around him. And it's just not one unit in the masses of people. And that's it for this podcast. Thank you for listening.